Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about Welcome to Demon School Iruma-kun Season two. Yes. Oh, season two is uh, surprising. I was Indeed. not expecting half. I was not expecting to start where it started, you know? Indeed. But before all that, we were actually talking about uh, Naruto and Boruto a little bit and talking about the wonderful mythical missing episodes for Bleach uh, that, <laughs> that, that gauntlets missing. will be thrown down. That, that gauntlets will be thrown down for. I'm going to change my name to Right Rick. That, that's what it's going to be. Okay. When, when I find this and I prove to you. Okay. Well, till then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> till then. It was such confidence. Till then. Uh, this week's choice was uh, Welcome to Theme School of Rumacoon. And it's 21 episodes long, aired from April 2021 through September 2021. The producers for it are NHK. Studio for it is Bandai Namco. Its sources of manga genres are comedy, fantasy, supernatural, demon, school, and shonen. And uh, yeah, just a just a tad of confusion I would even throw in there. At least for the yeah, beginning. A, a good kind of confusion. This was a good show. I liked it. I liked yes. everything about it. I feel like, yes, it, it had a, a tad bit of confusion in it due to the season prior to that giving off, uh, uh, I would say, a rather large expectation it did not follow through on. Yes. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, the beginning of it definitely does not pick up where season one left off. Season one left off with basically uh, Irumakun basically being evil or a bad boy. Or Waking would up you- evil, yeah. Yeah, like that. And his grandfather walking in and it being like that. But it doesn't start off like that. In fact, how it starts off is it starts off with a normal everyday experience and it builds up to that point. But it took like half the season to do it. Eh, Yeah, it took a few episodes to get into it. I wouldn't say half the season, probably a quarter of it. Okay, so yeah, six would be about a quarter. Yeah, so right right around six, seven episodes it it took you to get to that point. But I like how it was implemented and how it was done. I also like the explanation for it too. Yes. And I feel it was a good thing that they did really backtrack for it so that way you can get that explanation and understanding for it. 100%. I also feel like the way that they went about explaining not just evil and 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 desire and whatnot, just overall, I think everything was done in an appropriate manner that tasteful and informative. You didn't ever feel like you were in class, so to speak. Yeah. They introduced a bunch of new characters that (laughs) really show the flavor. You know what I mean? The flavor, the breadth of everyone there. It it felt more, I feel like there was a lot more world building than there there was. Yeah. It's not that they introduced a lot of people though. They, they largely had everyone there. They just introduced two pinnacle characters that really feel, I feel like really shape and evolve how Iruma-kun is going, which also provide as plot point drive drivers for him. Who are the two that you think of? Uh, Alcred and... 
who is he and what makes uh, him? Alcred, the little demon or little smoke demon that comes out of his ring. Okay. Alcred. Yeah. Uh, and then the one teacher, uh, Baruma. Barumu? Bara Baramu? Barumu? Yeah. Barumu, I think. Yeah. So that, that sounds appropriate. I mean, like there was one other character that was there too, uh, Renove. I was going to say the one who's whose literal job was to take focus away from the main character. Yeah. And but when that's I say about his literal it. job, like that, that was his, his bloodline ability is you gots to pay attention to me. But once you pay attention to me, I got to do something else to be able to figure it out. So you stay focused on me. Yeah. He was, a, he, he was the, the, the epitome of an attention whore. Now that said, he also, for some weird reason, didn't really have a plan past you paying attention to him. Um, And we find him when our lovely super demon was talking to you. It was changed. Right. Little red haired lady. Not Mm -hmm. little. She was gigantic. Succubus, I want to say. And we find out that a lot of these demons have bloodline abilities that are kind of cool, depending on how you use them. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. And the girl, the red hair, you're talking about uh, Azel? As, I Azel? never get Azazel? the name right. I thought it was Azazel, and then this season they pronounced oh, it differently. Yeah, her Az, Azel is how it is, uh, but she's called Azu, A-Z-U. Azu is a nickname for her. Is it potentially because of the familiarity? Yeah, I would assume. Okay, so she has a very strong personality. Yes. Super strong. And she, as you know, if you've seen any episode, has a huge crush for an unknown reason on Iruma. And now I, I wouldn't say it's unknown, but I would say that they definitely explain and they definitely kind of elaborate and expand on that a little bit more. It's not, oh no, they solve the, they, they, they solve it like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Right. It's fully explained, but it, initially for some unknown reason, she changes her whole persona and they're like, what's going on? And then people who, I don't know if they're gunning after her political position or just want all eyes on me. (laughs) It's where you, you finally get to meet Mr. All eyes on me. And they challenge her position for student council for either strength, reliability. I I don't know why. Um, I don't remember why I should say. Yeah. They do explain it, but it's, it's not, the pinnacle it's not the focus of it it's it's more of the personal growth because it's also explained that her personality change should have actually she should have already reverted but there was something that was keeping her from changing back completely and she thought it had to do more with her desire to stay cute right because she thought that that's what Iruma wanted and then when they finally had that conversation I really liked that they pushed it forward because his whole thing was, I don't like you more because you're cute. I liked you because you had a drive and you had that passion and you had goals. Yeah. Yeah. They really made Iruma deep. I got a theory about him too. You want to hear it now or later? It hit me. Okay. So in this season, we actually find out who the old demon king was and what he looks like, right? Mm-hmm. What he acts like too. And we find out that old grandpa used to be his attendant. Yeah. Something stood out to me when they were asking, well, when he was asked, when Urmo was asked what he thought a demon king would be. And the answer was the demon king is the land. And when it was the it was kind of explained in a way that an example of the kind of power a king holds is when the mob wants to go left when you reach a fork in the road it goes left or right and everyone's like 
we need to go left. He, the king goes, we go should straight. go straight. Yeah, we should go straight. And everyone works towards that end. It, it's an absolute kind of forward momentum. Like it's mm-hmm. absolute in, in his desire and he forms the world in his image. Yeah. He was very, sorry, I realize I'm pausing a lot, but I'm trying to form these words correctly because I think they're important. Um, I feel like the way that he was, was not flamboyant, but kind, kind and in the moment, which is why the demons went from the old ways as they know them now to happy go lucky. You've got stress relief areas. You've got demi idols. You've got demi parks that are essentially idols and theme parks that you can release your anger. Yeah. Well, it's not that you necessarily release your anger. What it is, is every demon goes through a evil phase where it's for X amount of time. They are evil, which I feel because they mentioned this at the beginning of episode or not the beginning, but they mentioned this like episode one or two, which I felt like was great foreshadowing for what was going to happen to Aruma Kuhn, which also helps pass off that he is also a demon, even though he's a human. Oh, yeah. So, cause that's what everyone kept commenting. Oh, he's, he's in his evil phase. He's in his evil phase and everything like that. That's why he he's acting like that, which I think is really well foreshadowed and really well explained why he has this sudden, sudden change. It's not because it was just done haphazardly. It was done more so to also kind of help keep it, keep him under wraps that he's a human and that he's actually a demon or True. not r- rather. Let me rephrase he's it. not a demon. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> um, so my theory is that the demon king saw what he liked and said, you know what? I'm going to reincarnate into a human. And he told his subordinate, go find me no matter how long it takes, no matter how many tries you have to go find me. That's actually along the lines of what I was thinking what ended up happening is that Irumakun's actually a reincarnation of the demon king because the hair is kind of similar and the they're wearing the same ring and everything like that. The only difference is, is that Iruma Kun's a human and the demon king's a well demon. Now, or found- my other hypothesis is is that Iruma Kun was uh, his mother was actually impregnated by the demon king and he still just like disappeared and off doing whatever. But he's actually this offspring of the demon king who became a human. OK, that's that's an interesting thought as well. Um, hmm. I don't know, though. You see, if you think about it, he's got the ring of Solomon or the ring of gluttony, depending on which one you'd like. Right. Which would indicate that the ring of gluttony was not there. It was no longer attached to the actual demon king's hand. Right. But what I really thought was kind of cool is you you've heard the the what was it the prophecy before about the demon king being able to heal all wounds things like that right that was a big thing that's why in season one we're like oh his blood can heal any wound well when you looked at what the demon king used to look like and his mentality like the demon king future demon king will be able to heal all wounds if the world fractures and if their world fractures and the demon king is supposed to be the world, he can mend the world, which is where I think everyone's thinking of. But I like how literally he can heal the world or figuratively he can heal the world. I, I like the options we have in front of us. Right. Yeah, they they do have have it built in such a way where it could go any direction, really. And how it really plays out, it's going to be 
I feel like it will pay off and it will just get better as it goes on. So you think as well, there will be a next season. Well, I, if I remember correctly, there is a third season already confirmed. Really? Yes. I was not aware of that. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was announced by NHK on September 11th via their official website and Twitter. Yep. That's why I, that's why. Yeah. It'll have 24 episodes. Nice. Yeah. So at the, at, at not at the end, but like near, near to the end, they, they did talk about, oh, your next school year is going to look badass. If you thought this year was fine, you got plenty more to look forward to. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and be, be how they are set up for it and how they're going through it. It makes a lot of sense too, especially with all the foreshadowing of him sitting on the throne too, and him actually sitting on the throne during his evil phase. Yeah, that was cool. I don't care how you look at it. That was, that was legitness. And everyone looking at him when he did it, oh, everyone yeah, was it, starstruck. Well, yeah. And what's even better is that it wasn't that everyone was upset that he was sitting up there or that they were pissed off about it. They they were like, yeah, that kind of that kind of suits you. Granted, he's a uh, way too small to fit in the seat. <laughs> I was just, I think it goes beyond that. He just fits in it. You know, I think it's closer to the fact that his persona, his I don't know, his abilities his his charisma made it to where when he was sitting on that seat everyone was like i can see the future king here yeah well not only that because they also play a part of it too so when he's talking to sullivan and he asks how he could be a demon king or how does one become or why doesn't he he says a demon king like we were saying before it's liked by everyone he is liked and loved by everyone and irumakun is very much liked and loved by everyone so my neck, my, I got a question with that. If the demon world, so when when Aruma was asking what the last demon king looked like and how he was, he goes, "Take a look around. The world as we see it was built by him, and it represents what he was about." Yep. What would you think Aruma would want as a world? I don't know, but they do pose that question, and he starts wondering it about him himself. How much food would there be? Oh, way too much food. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much. Oh, they've, they've got one one trope going hard in the paint of him just eating everything. Right. But that's OK. I'm, uh, You know, that's 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 all right. It's not like he doesn't eat ever. He's just like he eats and he loves it. It's part of his personality. It's part of who he is. And that's something that they've been able to maintain all the way through. Yeah. And he goes through the whole setup of people challenging him and <laughs> in his <laughs> In his bad phase, his evil phase, he was he goes up to the food counter and they're like, no, no, you can't do it. We challenge you. And he walks away, he goes, nice try. Flips the cape and walks away. And you're just like, you know, I could get used to this. Yeah, I could get used to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the great things about this is they didn't make him like, even though he was in his bad boy phase, so to speak. He wasn't mean or or horrible to the people that he was with. He he just like was very, I want to say cocky or arrogant. He was more, uh, what's the word confident. I'm looking for? Thank you. Confident. He was a lot more confident. And he, even with how it was with his grandpa, his grandpa wanted a picture and everything like that. And he, you know, size like whatever, uh, like a normal teenager would do anyways, but takes a picture with all of them at any, regardless. So 
I feel like that's one of the real positive aspects of it is even though he was a bad boy or going through his quote unquote evil phase, he was still kind in a, in a weird kind of way to the people that were still important to him and everyone else. Well, I felt like he still couldn't say no. He'd be like, Oh, this is such a pain, but for you. And I felt like his, in his evil phase, Instead of just always saying yes, I mean, he, he still always said yes, but instead of just always saying yes, he made it feel more like a favor rather than a a request fulfilled. Yeah. You know, like hmm. he when the when the trash man was like, oh, we could definitely plant these flowers. And he's like, so troublesome. Well, let's get this over with instead of. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So it felt like a favor. And then in the middle of the whole thing when they're when they're like we need more respect at the beginning sorry at the beginning of his evil face he goes we need more respect we need to do this we need to do that and they end up wanting to move from their uh, arguably shithole dumpster area yeah you know which is true and it's to, understandable to the royal one yeah and the conditions that he's given he he meets those however it's not met in the way that uh his teacher wanted it. And because of how Yurumakun was naturally, how he was nice and helpful to everyone, all the facility, all the faculty everywhere, he was still able to get the, uh, the basically the Royal teaching room classroom because of how he was the whole time. Yeah. It, it reinforced that goodness was a way of life more so than a, a means to an end. Exactly. Um, and it, I thought it was hilarious and completely underused the fluffy version of his teacher. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, my girl's favorite part about the entire show is that little fluffy. Oh, it's so funny. Like, I would have to pause and be like, hey, babe, come on in. You're going to like this. Yeah. And so she'll come in. She's like, oh, this show. <gasps> this show <laughs> just just like that and you're like yep yep and like just wait it gets cuter and then she's like the matter he gets the cuter he is i just want to hold him and snuggle him i'm like you realize that guy could probably not even probably tank. not even probably he does which is great because when they're in a battle and they're fighting there he uh iruma is forced to summon kalego <laughs> and he doesn't want to fight but because he's been summoned, they're forcing him. And they're like, release me from this form. It's like, no, because if we release you, you'll go back to where you were before. And we want you here to help us. And so it's perfect blackmail material. Oh, yeah. Now, if you want out of this, we're, you're going to have to help. And it was just it's it was so cool because he, even in his chibi form or chibi form, he can still summon his own familiar. Yeah. And he still has an insane amount of power, too. <laughs> Yeah, so, crazy amounts of power. Like he looks like a penguin, but he'll <laughs> he'll bitch slap anything into dust. Right, and we do get a rank for him as well. Oh yeah, he, he's so out of ten ranks, he's nine. Right? No, he's eight. No. Sullivan is nine, so the grandpa is nine. Ah, okay. He is eight, and same thing with his uh. Baruman, he's also eight. They're the only two eight ranks in that school. They're the only ones that are that are ranked at that high. And what's really interesting is that you learn that Azu, uh, the class president or whatever, mm -hmm. council president, uh, she is ranked six. Yeah, you wasn't expecting that at all. And I, you don't really notice it and it, it doesn't hit you until you see somebody else being ranked because you just see a random six pop up and you're like what the hell's up with that at least for me 
And then when it happened again, a little bit later on, I made the connection. I'm like, Oh, that that's what that means. No wonder she's so strong. Yeah, no, I, I get it a hundred percent. I mean, it was all, everything we saw was interesting to the point of, I'm excited for season three. I am very excited for season three. I'm, I'm excited for season three because I can only imagine. And just curious, were you watching the end of the episodes at all? Yes. So at the very end, they did a little extra video, right? Mm -hmm. On the very last episode of the series, the very end, they show you what I hope I can only pray is a still from season three. And it looks awesome. It does. Looks awesome. Looks good. I'm excited for it. I can only hope for the best, but we'll see. We will see. But one of the things, one of the things I was happy about is the new teacher that Iruma meets. He trusts him. Yeah. He trusts him enough to be like, I'm a human. Oh crap. No. Yeah. That surprised me, but I'm glad that he explained. Explained it too, like how Battleman actually is. He is very—I want to say—kind of comforting. Yeah, he looks very mean because of an injury he sustained as a younger child, and because of a condition that he has, he he can't help but want to touch everything. So he can't help but touch it. He he's up compulsively wanting to touch. But isn't that his ability? I thought it was his bloodline ability to be able to tell what's going on uh, at a single But he touch. doesn't have to he doesn't have to touch. He just knows what's um, going on within the area. True. He's essentially the lie detector, the anti-cheat detector for the whole school. Yeah. That no one knows how. Yeah, but he's they're, able they're, to tell he's he's a human, not a human, a demon lie detector. He's able to detect any kind of misinformation and yeah. that's why he trusts Iruma so much and then that would make perfect sense why he had an instant reaction to the whole I'm a human because he didn't detect a lie out of it well it's not that he didn't detect a lie out of it he actually elaborates and says he couldn't tell anything having to do with Iruma Kun he can't his power doesn't work with him oh maybe even further proof for my theory about him being a reincarnation of a demon lord or, or the demon king or the spawn of the demon king as likely yes I would explain why his parents didn't love him. Yeah. Why they were quick to quick and easy to sell him off. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, no, this, this guy, oh, he looks weird. He's got chicken legs and he's super duper strong. Yeah. Hence the rank eight. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the rank eight. Um, but just, yeah, he's, he's a good addition. Rounds everything out. I like him. Um, but his books helped me a lot. Now, as yes. the, as you watch, you'll notice that Aruma doesn't study very well. Anything he's got to do for himself, he's horrible at. Yes. Horrible. But in learning, in Aruma learning, we learn as well how magic operates. The three different forms of magic. The verbal, speak it, uh, the mental, and the the last one was creation, I think. Something yeah, like that. I don't remember. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. There's three different forms. That's all I remember. Uh, but the way but that he was able it. to explain it was um, him, Oz, and the green-haired chick... They all have different kind of power. Yes. Um, Iruma has to say it. Oh, bloodline. That's the other. That's the other. It was. So you, you, you create it. So you speak it. So that way you could create it. Then you think it and you don't have to actually say it and it'll spawn it. But then there's bloodline and that's the third form. Yes. And which is unique to everyone individually or, or rather to a bloodline. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Hence the name. I'm trying to think bloodline. There were birds. There's animals in this kingdom, and then there are demons in this kingdom. And the demons eat the animals occasionally, because you must have gotten the meat from somewhere, right? 
unless the room is eating humans, which... They, well, humans are supposed to be rare or non-existent, and that's the whole purpose behind uh, Baruman being so shocked and and bewildered because he says you're a rarity or you're something that shouldn't even exist in general. Yeah, and it's... And it's not that his first reaction was to eat Arumakun. It was, oh my God, this is horrifying. I can't, what if, you know, and pick the... Pick your flavor, right? Yeah. What if something happens to you? What if I eat you? I, I want to eat you. I know I shouldn't, but I want to. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's not that he and said he wanted like, to eat him. He was more curious than anything else. You know, he said he was trying to fight the urge to eat him, but he it's a very minor urge because he's he's got good control. But if anybody else were to meet, if anybody else were to know that he was a human, he'd be eaten. Or be terrified because yeah, you don't know. True. True. Despite their anthem. True. But. If you think about it, either they eat the meat of the animals or Iruma's been eating human meat. Well, he hasn't been eating human meat. He's been eating meat of animals. And in case you forgot... Which I probably did. The giant shark that had... Oh, God, no. Okay. A piece of everything. A piece of everything. His scales was bananas, uh, you know, shrimp, pork cutlets, pork, pork roast bodies, pork, you know, everywhere. You know, it wasn't a true shark because it had a metal... Or not metal, it had a skull. And as we all know, sharks don't have skeletons. Hilarious, really. <laughs> Couldn't help it. So what's so you know that they aren't eating people for for that, just that that one alone, because they go out there, they harvest animals, everything like that. Humans are considered a rarity or not to exist at all. They're considered mythical or fake. Mm-hmm. So and which is why they feel like Baruman Baramu is not exactly all accurate with what is what he's saying because he's just making hypotheses over what he thinks it is. It hit, basically, Aruma's world is supposed to be a fairy tale to the demons, mm. just like it is, just like the demons' world is a fairy tale to us. I would say probably with about four exceptions, it, oh. it being mythical. You know what I mean? Because his grandpa obviously knows it's real. The like to the are, general are, public, it's supposed to be mythical. So you have the the Azu's uh, father. He's the one that actually knows about humans and everything like that, obviously. And obviously Sullivan knows about it because he's able to go to the human world. He's been there. He's tuck, took things all over or back. But Azu's father is basically the border patrol agent in between the two worlds to keep uh, keep everyone from going over across each other or, or send everyone back in case you forgot from season one. That's how it was. Yeah. Well, my next question would have been, how do they keep this place separate? Cause it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's in another dimension. If that makes any sense. It, it kind of feels like it's on another world itself. So I'm going to have to say plot tunnel there. There, I use them all the time. It's how I get to and from work. Super reliable. Hey, there's no better way to travel. With all that being said, I think this is a great spot for a uh, rating, sir. Well, I'm... Do we remember what I gave the last episode, the last season? Uh, do not. Do you need me to look it up so that way you can choose your rating based off of that? Or do you want to no, rate it? I don't want to rate it on its own, but I feel like I feel like I should piggyback off the first season. Um, Well, combined, it received a eight rating from us. Okay. So that's fairly solid. I think I probably gave it a nine. You gave it a seven. Um, I'm going to have to follow through and give it a nine. I think it did really well. It conveyed a lot of messages. I liked it. It made me 
it, it hyped me up for season three, even though I know season three is probably not going to be out here for quite some time. But I, I, I'd recommend it to a lot of people. I'd watch it again. And I don't know. I just like it. I gotcha. Okay. And what about you, my good sir? That's a great question. What what do I want to rate it? I think I'll probably give it a one. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, I'm just uh-huh. playing. You mean you mean it's number one? No, I'll I'll actually give this one a eight because I had a little wow. bit more fun. It okay. it definitely left a solid lead up to a season two, and with the knowledge, prior knowledge of knowing that there is going to be a season three, I'm a little bit happier that that I'm just okay. not like. Well, this is great. They decided to not give us a third season. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know you're fit. You're, you got a fan. You are a huge fan. I should say of bookends. I am a very oh. big fan of bookends. Yes. So that's why I'm going with a, I'm going with a, a. so just curious. Uh, do you think this is going to turn into a harem at any point in time? Uh, probably. I feel like it'll turn that way. I hope not. I, I'm not that into harems. No, oh, that's a lie. No, seriously. I mean, personally, I'd like to have five or six, but yeah, right. I no, <laughs> no. Anybody who's in a committed relationship knows one is enough. Sometimes a little too much at times. So let's phrase this right. You're not a fan of any harem anime. Mm, I don't want this to be a fa- to to become a harem. Okay. There's one or two that I'm a fan of. There's a couple. Uh, there's there's a like few that you're Campion, a fan of that you love. Campion for one. No game, no um, life. It's not that's, a harem. It's considered a harem and it's a considered nechi. Really? Yes, it is. We had this discussion before, sir. You are in denial. Big time a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they must what do we do they do you think they made this into a harem? Like that that's the qualification for this one? Uh probably not yet. Probably will eventually. Probably. I hope, probably. I hope we, probably. I hope I hope we focus on the story more than the relationships around the people, if that makes any sense. I feel like it'll continue on its path of focusing mainly on Naruto Makun, but I feel like it'll also kind of focus on his relationships with uh, Azu and Clara, mm-hmm. which I feel like she's still a phenomenal asset to the story and series as a whole. I guess I can see that. She's quite gimmicky, if I'm being honest. But That's part of the charm. Eventually, I feel like she will become a rather large asset. So instead of pulling out only what she's held or touched, she can pull out things that she's seen. Like that would be a great improvement, in my opinion. I feel like there's going to be a lot more development, especially for season three. But that is unfortunately going to have to wait until we actually see season three. True enough. So we're... We're on to next week's choice, sir. True. And uh, if I remember correctly, this week's choice was not even your choice. It was it was your girl's choice. You know what? It really was. Um, it was a uh, vampire night, if I remember correctly. Yeah, vampire night. That's what we'll be watching. Which is, you know, <laughs> that's that's all right. It's okay. This is good practice. This is good practice for happy wife, happy life. So. Indeed. So we're just watching Vampire uh, Vampire Night. Uh, came out in April 2008, so it's not new, and it's only 13 episodes long. Well, at least she's got good enough taste to make it a short one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, if you enjoyed this week's choice, or if you want to catch part of next week's choice, uh, feel free to uh, check us out. If you want to catch all that bonus content, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. 
a dollar a month will get you all that bonus content, including the pre and post conversations that we usually have sometimes, most of the time, always actually. Mm. And uh, if you want to buy some merch, shop.featuredanimepodcast.com. Buy yourself some swanky merch, help support us, help us grow. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, talk to us, featuredanimepodcast at gmail.com, at those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook, or join us in our Discord. We're usually hanging out in there, talking, chatting, and sharing some wonderful news and everything else that goes along with it. Uh, and until next time, I'm Jack. And I'm Rick, and we'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.